Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very happy Halloween. It's Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. We get your Monday morning Halloween turkey on the road with a reminder from former President George W. Bush. It was 2001 in his inauguration when he said civility is not a tactic or a sentiment. It's the determined choice of trust over cynicism, community over chaos. Can we show the rest of the country that we choose civility and democracy over intimidation and fear? And I would add to that spin and hype and anger and rage because two of the top stories in the news today have to do with rage. One of them took place in a football game tunnel Where you might expect it, the other took place in the private home of the husband of the United States Speaker of the House. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. We'll talk about all of that this morning and get some reaction and where we go from here. But let's start by remembering that the Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the words that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, and I refuse to help divide the country this morning. In medias dat virtus, the truth is in the middle. And so if you're coming here for a cortisol spike of rage, I don't think you come to the right place. Let's uh, have a look, see at what's happening in our life, and let's try to keep it in perspective. It is Halloween, so we're going to mix in a little sort of fun. But how about this? Have you ever seen a UFO? I know by now on one of the social media platforms or what have you, you've seen videos of what look like UFOs. But right now, there are new filings that show most of the UFO reports are foreign surveillance or airborne trash. What does that mean? Well, they put out a new report last year. Over 100 unexplained UFO incidents. And remember, UFO doesn't necessarily mean alien. It's an unidentified flying object. And uh, so what we are hearing from the New York Times and the Congress is that most of the incidents are countries trying to spy on the United States or weather balloons, or commercial drones, or optical illusions. That's what they're going to tell you. Whether you choose to believe it or not is up to you. John Galuz, Union Financial Group, LLC.com, is on our line right now from Grand Rapids with the stock market trick-or-treat numbers from Friday. Good morning. Was it a trick or a treat? Oh, markets went up Friday. The Dow was up 828 points, closed at 32,861. S&P 500 was up 93 points, closed at 3,901. 
Nasdaq was up 309 points, closed at 11,102. This morning with the futures, the Dow's down about 151. S&P 500's down about 21. Nasdaq's down about 86. Oil's at $86.95 a barrel. And gold's at $1,641 an ounce. The cost, John Galoos, of Halloween candy is up 13% this year, if you're going to be handing it out. And I find something very interesting that I wanted to share with you. Uh, You see maybe the television commercial. Uh, These campaign commercials, by the way, are very expensive to produce. You'd be surprised. Hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in the lighting and the production and all the rest of it. But anyway, there's a commercial for Governor Whitmer where she's standing in a grocery store and she says, even a box of cereal is four bucks. And uh, I thought that was kind of surprising because to me it was always four bucks. I mean, that's nothing new. Tony, when's the last time you bought cereal for your family, or uh, do you? Probably a few weeks ago, and it's right around hover. It's always hovered around $4 in my lifetime, it seems like. Yeah, it's more surprising than expensive than you might think. But uh, the governor went on to say the cost of everything is going up, gas, child care, even a box of cereal, she mentioned. And then she says, look, I can't solve the inflation problem, but we're doing things. And then she lists some other things. Curiously, John... Joe Biden was talking about cereal, too, the president of the United States. And if I was Kellogg in Battle Creek, I'm not sure I would like to have heard him say this. And by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices is not the price of beef and eggs, etc. They're up. It's packaged goods, packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's. Uh, raisin bran, which you're going to see them buy another raisin bran, which would be a dollar cheaper. I mean, so what's happening is there is real movement. What do you make of that, John? Well, I mean, he's got all of his uh, union supporters down there at Kellogg's that probably aren't too happy about that, you know. But uh, this, this guy, <laughs> I, I've never seen anything like it with this Joe Biden. But hey, uh, the the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is saying. This guy's nuts for sure. Hmm. Yeah, you have to buy the non-name brand cereal. They they've come to that now too. Hey, that'll solve it. Uh, gas prices are just under four dollars a gallon for what it's work at worth. And Twitter, uh, Elon Musk gave the employees there an ultimatum. They've got a week till November seventh to launch a new Twitter Blue subscription. Or they're going to be fired. And it's a subscription option, $4.99 a month, that unlocks more features in the app. What do you make of that, John? Um, I'm certain uh, Elon Musk will turn that company around and make it profitable for the, probably the first time ever. Uh, and it's his company. He can do it however he wants to do it. He bought it. He paid the, the $44 billion for it. He can do what he wants with it. He may have gotten a little bit carried away with a tweet, maybe, uh, about uh, a conspiracy theory about the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. He basically said there might be more to this story than meets the eye. And uh, it was in response to Hillary Clinton, who put her own tweet out, uh, talking about uh, conspiracy theories as well. So maybe, uh, I don't know, he's using his own platform. But the whole idea, I guess the blue check mark at Twitter tells you that uh, you're actually who you are and in order to have that you'd have to pay a subscription as i understand it 
Yeah, it's uh, fascinating as far as that Paul Pelosi story. I mean, there's probably a lot of people that have a, uh, it's got a Jesse Smollett feel to it for a lot of people. Who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens with the news. But one thing's for sure, someone was in his house with a hammer. We'll, we'll find out all the truth on it, right? Yeah, we live in a, we live in a nation where you hear that and you say, hmm. And that's amazing to me that you hear that story and no matter what the truth is, the fact that you say, hmm, let's see what happens about that. That's very curious to me. John Galuz, Union Financial Group, LLC.com. Don't forget tonight's Powerball. What a trick or treat. Over a billion dollars at stake. And you can get it at Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most. More local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions. You get them all for less at Meyer. Would be a hell of a Monday to win a billion dollars in the Powerball tonight. You can also do that at MichiganLottery.com, and those Powerball jackpots are Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Welcome to Halloween with Michael Patrick Shields on the radio stage through the AT&T microphones. Thriller of a broadcast this morning. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com. It was a thriller of a Lions game last night and a thriller of a Michigan-Michigan State game this weekend, too. Closer maybe than most people would have thought, despite what the scoreboard shows. We never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note on this Halloween. Maybe your costume will be Deidre Hall. From our house and days of our lives, she's 75 today. Jane Pauley is 72, the broadcaster and newscaster. And Nick Saban, former Michigan State football coach, University of Alabama, is 71. Speaking of Michigan State University, the Board of Trustees are going to consider naming an interim president at a special meeting today at noon. Samuel Stanley resigned, and he's going to be out of there within 90 days. Who will the interim president be? And who will the permanent president be? Four of those state football players, the Spartans, have been suspended indefinitely for attacking two University of Michigan players in the Michigan Stadium Tunnel, the Lloyd Carr Tunnel, after Saturday night's game. There's video of it, too. There's even video of Mel Tucker taking a sort of a swipe at someone in the stands who reached down and touched him on the head when he was going down into the tunnel. Police are working on it all, figure out exactly what happened, but it comes after there had been talk after the Penn State game that there was too much uh, rough and tumble in that little tunnel that uh, gets players off the field and into the locker rooms. And, of course, it's like the Zapruder film now. You go and look and you see, well, one of the Wolverines tried to skip ahead of the Spartans, and he was full of joy, and he was actually kind of skipping. And that caused it all. So did he instigate it, and so what if he did? You can't really gang up and beat somebody up in the tunnel. And why, after decades of Michigan football, is the tunnel suddenly a source of controversy? Grand Rapids WTKG, the Kent County District Court Judge Nicholas Ayub, will rule this morning if the former Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schur will stand trial for shooting and killing Patrick Leoya during a traffic stop back in April. And, uh, well, most of the people believe that will go to trial. And uh, if it didn't, that would be quite a source of controversy. 
So we'll stay tuned for that and ask everybody to please stay calm. In Holland, US 31 is going to be closed between 32nd Street and M40 this week as they are fixing the damn roads. Uh, And uh, yesterday, as I mentioned, the Detroit Lions lost to the Miami Dolphins. Tua came in and threw for 382 yards and three touchdowns. Dolphins had to come back from 10 points down to beat the Lions 31-27 to at Ford Field. I was there with Matt Rhodes from Dusty Cellar and Tony Cuthbert and Tim McGuire, and we ran into all sorts of fun people, including uh, Claude Molinari, our friends there from Visit Detroit, uh, had hosted us up, and we had a chance to have a look, see what their view was like in the suite. And we saw Tua and the offense, and they got in a nice groove, he says, against the Lions' defense. A lot of things with routes, action passes with, within the run game. So, you know, I, I think we felt really comfortable, you know, after moving the ball the first, first series, you know, second series, started feeling really comfortable, uh, you know, just going with, with the game plan. It was a beautiful morning in Detroit. The sun was shining and people were tailgating. And Coach Mike McDaniel said they didn't uh, fall apart after falling behind. We're starting to learn as a team that momentum swings happen and to have faith in each other and play complimentary football when we when we can, so um, I was happy about that. Lions were in their all-gray or silver uniforms. Dolphins were in all-white. Jared Goff, who plays for the Lions, said they fell flat after halftime. We scored 27 in the first half, and how do we make that to 40 in the second half or 40 more, you know, whatever it needs to be. Um, You know, our defense, I thought, was doing a pretty good job, and uh, we need to find a way to score one more touchdown and maybe a different game guy who played for the Dolphins and coached him for seven games, Dan Campbell, now the Lions coach, said the Dolphins fought back and Lions just couldn't hold him off. Those guys came back and played well the second half and stayed to their game plan, what they did, and, uh, and you know, and, and uh, we, we just, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't overcome it. Ken Dallafor, who played for the Lions, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Michigan Panthers, was great fun to see him at the Detroit Athletic Club outside yesterday, too. And then on the field, when they brought back all the great Lions and made an announcement that there's a Barry Sanders statue that's going to be coming. Will there be a Ken Dallafor statue in front of the Barry statue blocking for him? That's what I want to know. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about Barry. And it, as it should be. So, but yeah, it was great seeing you yesterday, and uh, um, it was a pretty exciting day as uh, as you just uh, read through for all the people you got to see, and um, you know, Lions where they need to find a win in here somewhere. Got to see Rhonda Walker too from WDIV. Hadn't seen her in a few years, and she was decked out in her Prada and Gucci like a television star ought to be. How did it feel to be starring again yesterday and on the field in front of the fans and throwing out autographed footballs, which, by the way, landed in my sister's lap, Lori Shields from the Detroit Chamber with her husband, Dave. They came over from Windsor for the game and went away with a priceless souvenir, a Ken Delafour autographed ball. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun to see the players uh, and be part of the uh, presentation they made for Barry and the statue you mentioned. but. They, they gave us a, a football and asked to autograph it. And they said, after the presentation, throw it up into the stands. And I'm thinking, what could go wrong? I mean, <laughs> you think of throwing footballs up into the stands, kids, you know, and whatever. So, um, anyhow, uh, I went over the section, um, tried to, tried to, tried to land it, uh, uh, for Dave and your sister. And, uh, it worked out pretty well. I Nobody guess you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to hit somebody who didn't see it coming when you heave it up there, right? 
Uh, that was the scary part. Like, uh, you know, half of us hadn't thrown a football in probably, you know, how many years, and then they're going to ask us to heave one up there. It's like, whew, what could go wrong, like I said? Is it <laughs> so, sweet to see your your alumni over the decades back together there? Yeah, yeah. They, they, the Lions do a nice job putting, putting a weekend together. So yesterday they had dinner and meeting, a couple meetings, and then breakfast the day of the game and then seeing each other on the field. So it's a it's a really nice thing to come back together and, and get to see is, friends and teammates. Is it fair for the fans to chant S-O-L, same old Lions? You know, they buy a ticket, they, they can chant what they want, and um, it's got to be very frustrating for the fans right now. I'm, I'm sure I know it is for the players, the coaches, and the organization. So hopefully it gets turned around. Thanks for giving Cuthbert that big shiv in the parking lot, too. His teeth are still rattled. I'm sore. <laughs> NFL player Ken Dallifor 